Welcome to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way the real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerhouse team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience over 700 transactions and over 5.5 million in fundraising generated for himself and his partners. Now, sit back, listen, learn and accelerate your business with Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio. Good afternoon everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio Podcast. My name is Kyle Gariffo, head coach here at Strategic Real Estate Coach, and you are listening to Q&A with Kyle on this beautiful Thursday afternoon here. So got a couple questions here, I think three questions total, so keep sending those questions in. We love getting questions from you guys on Facebook and on the forum and snail mail and however else you can send in questions. We will answer as many questions as we possibly can. So we've got three really good ones that I want to go through and answer for you guys and uh, hopefully they are helpful in your rehabbing and flipping business. So let's uh, let's get started right away here. Our first question here is from Leone or Leon, I'm not sure, but I like it either way. And he posted this question uh, on a video. Um, Josh, how can you spend $25,000 on a house? I don't get that. We have our own guys and buy cheap stuff, but that house would cost thirty to $35,000. Um, then he asked, like, how can you do a kitchen for four grand? You know, what are your cabinets cost, appliances, um, labor countertops? Um, please explain it. I'd appreciate it. Um, so basically, he just wants to know, how do you do, you know, cheap but quality work in a house? And that's, that's a great question to ask. Well, first of all, um, I can tell you when that video was made with Josh, the one that you're referring to, um, his brother was doing most of the work and was their general contractor. So I know they were saving a ton of money that way uh, because they were not hiring a GC and actually his brother Mark was doing most of the work and they were able to eat up many of their costs that way. Um, I know for a fact that's how they won many bids. Uh, having your own GC on board, particularly your brother, is always effective and always helpful to have a guy like that on board. I know Mark does not act as their GC anymore because they're doing a lot more work. They've got 12 projects, 13 projects going on at one time. But uh, that's one way that, that they were able to save. But if everyone doesn't have a brother who's a general contractor, then you got to find alternative ways here to save money. So a couple ways you can do that. Um, one is to get a contractor's discount at Lowe's or Home Depot. I know what your next question is going to be. I'm not a contractor. What am I supposed to do? Don't worry about that. I'm not a contractor either. And I save a ton of money at Lowe's and Home Depot. For Christmas, Lowe's gave me a $150 gift card to restaurants.com, I think it was, just because I'm a fantastic client of theirs. I know all those guys when I walk in, they always say hi to me. I get great discounts from them, and it goes above and beyond 10%. I get 10% on anything that I buy, appliances, flooring, wood, gum, you name it, I get 10% off of it. But the more I spend as well, too, the more that they knock off. They simply look at what their cost is, mark it up a little bit, and then sell it to me. So make sure you have a direct connection with a guy at either at Lowe's or Home Depot or both. I'm kind of a Lowe's guy. I like the color blue. That's why I go to Lowe's. It's also about three minutes from my house. But um, very vital for you to have a contractor's account with somebody at a major store like that. Um, also, work with the same contractors over and over. That goes the same thing for vendors like 
flooring vendors or granite vendors, the more you work with them, the more that you're going to save. The more jobs you give them, the better off they're going to be, the cheaper they're going to make your stuff. And that can apply for hardwood floors. It can apply for granite countertops. Um, it can apply for anything that you're going to typically use a vendor for. It can, you know, shower doors. Shower doors can get darn expensive, but I save a good amount of money by using the same guy over and over and over again. So that's one way that you can certainly do it. Um, cabinets, you can save on cabinets by by buying RTO or ready to assemble. Ooh, I spelled that wrong. RTA, ready to assemble cabinets. Um, those usually come from China. You know, they're pretty good quality stuff. I would not put it in a $400,000, $500,000 house, but it is good for a hundred dollars to $200,000 house. You can save money by putting those cabinets together. You know, hire a couple of cheap guys for 15 bucks an hour to put them together for you. You'll save a lot of money that way. But those are good quality cabinets that you can put in as well. Maybe that's how Josh did that, that kitchen for four grand. Um, you know, you say appliances for $2,300, Mr. Leone. Leon, you can get cheaper than that, my man. I just spent uh, $1,500, and that was every single thing in stainless. Um, and they were Frigidaire, I want to say, as well, too. So you can get cheaper appliances. And I even bought those at Lowe's as well, too. So... You know, $1,500 should get you stainless, and I would use stainless all day long. That's what sells. That's what people like. Um, they don't have to be the best quality in the whole world, but if you get like a name brand like a Frigidaire or uh, a GE or something like that, get stainless. People love the stainless. It'll help your house to sell a lot faster. So um, another thing you can do is shop also at the Habitat for Humanity store. If you guys have those near you, what those are, our contractors and homeowners will donate materials to this store and you can basically pick up a lot of new tile, you can pick up new doors, you can pick up flooring, they have a lot of lighting fixtures and yeah, some of them are used, but a lot of the stuff that they have there is brand new, just things that the guys have laying around extra that they don't want. Um, for most people, it's, it's a tax, it's a tax write off, a tax deduction, which is a good way to help save on your taxes, but I give a lot of things to have that as well too. Um, I don't buy a lot of stuff because I don't do that many lower end homes. But again, if you're doing a house that's, you know, after repaired, after repaired value is worth a hundred to, you know, $200,000, you can find some pretty good stuff there at the Habitat store. So Google it, you know, search your local market, find a Habitat store. I know there's three of them by me. They have a lot of great high quality stuff that you can get for dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. And it, and it might be brand new stuff. Um, so that's a good way to, to help save money. So hope that answers your question there. Are you struggling to find great real estate deals to flip, rehab, buy and hold or wholesale? End the frustration today and get 55 simple and proven strategies that find smoking hot deals in your market absolutely free. Go to 55simpleways.com slash podcast right now. That's 55simpleways.com slash podcast. And then we got Hope here. She posted in the AI Pro Engage website on Facebook. Okay, I have a question. I have an opportunity to purchase a 1,400 square foot two-story house for $50,000 that could be turned into a one-family or two-family house that would sell for 140 to 150k. It would be a total gut job. It has the old knob electric horsehair plaster, but it has good bones. Is there an estimate for the cost of a new heating system? Electrical, total new insulation, sheetrock, etc. I'm am I wasting my time or should am I wasting my time on this one or should I move on? Well, that's kind of the same thing, but um, so let me get this straight. 1,400 square foot house, total gut job. 
Uh, she can buy it for 50, Hope says. A total gut job on a 1,400 square foot house is going to cost you about 60 to $65,000, somewhere on there. So if you're into it for $50,000, you are going to spend $65,000. you are in for $110,000. You could sell it for $140,000 to $150,000. Eh, that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. Again, remember, you want to be at 65% ARV is kind of your all-in costs. Um, I'm not a math major, so I can't tell you what, what 65% of that is, but that sounds a little tight to me because after closing costs, you know, you're going to pay 10% closing costs. Uh, assuming you're not using your own cash, you're going to use private money or you're going to use money from Freedom Funding. Um, so figure you're going to pay anywhere from 12 to 16%. You're going to pay, you know, two to four points. That gets awfully tight for me. I would try to buy that house for maybe $30,000, um, uh, you know, unless you can add square footage to it or something. But you're talking all new electric, all new plumbing, all new everything, all new this. It's basically going to be a new house. Uh, you're going to spend 65000 easily, depending on, again, where you live. If this is out in the middle of the boonies, then maybe a little less. But if you're in the middle of Seattle, then it, it could be more than that. So I um, hope I don't know where you live. But I'm not saying you should walk away from it. I'm just saying I might get that price down a little lower uh, and get a contractor in there. Get a, get a contractor to find out what an estimate is for the scope of work that you want to do. Get, get two or three contractors actually in there. Um, that's the way to go to, to truly determine if this is going to be a deal. But the way that you have it now at 50 grand, I don't think I would do that. That's way too tight. And, you know, you should not be doing deals to try to make 10 grand. That's not what this is about. Our goal is to get you to make 40K on each flip so that uh, you can be living the high life, certainly. So, uh, good question. Uh, message here on Facebook from Mike. Mike says, I have a question. We have read it is really hard to sell flipped houses to FHA. Is this true? Mike, who would you hear this from? A real estate agent? Because they always say that. Not that I don't like real estate agents, but they should usually stick to being agents. Um, no, that's not really true. Um, as long as you're doing quality work, I have a, I have a house that is going on a contract right now to an FHA buyer. The biggest thing that they're going to look for is safety concerns. They don't care about the color of the paint. They don't care about, you know, what, what color your granite is. They don't care about any of that. It's what safety issues are there. Uh, big things are that I can tell you cracked concrete on the outside, um, tripping hazards, Exposed electrical, uh, chipping paint, that is a big one with them. They will, they will red flag that all day long. Um, so you have to be very careful with, with what you see there. Um, what other things do they have there? Just really, just really safety issues. So it's not really a concern. Um, you know, they're going to do their own appraisal. They're going to come in. They have an FHA appraiser who comes in and appraises it. And, uh, you know, FHA is just who's backing the loan. So they'll, they'll still get a loan from a bank, but then FHA is going to back it. So I don't think it's any harder. Um, if you're doing good quality work and you're not cutting corners, I really wouldn't have anything to, to worry about. My only caveat with that is, is the appraisal. If it does come back where you don't want it to come back, that is going to be an issue because um, the appraisal actually stays with the property for three months. That means that you cannot sell that property to another FHA buyer without getting a better appraisal because you will not get another appraisal, I should say. It's going to stick with the property. It's in the file for three months. Ask me how I know that because I've gone through that once before and it drove me bonkers. So that's the only thing you get. You got to be worried about is, is, is you know, that appraiser doesn't come in where you want it to come in. 
then you're stuck with that number for three months. Now you could sell to a retail buyer, you could sell to a cash buyer, um, but good luck trying to sell to another FHA buyer because they will not deviate from that number. They will not even order a new appraisal until that those three months are up. So that's really the only negative mic that I have in terms of selling to an FHA buyer. Uh, FHA buyers are great. Um, you know, they're putting down two and a half, three percent, but they're usually not all that picky because they're usually happy to get in their home. It's usually a first time home for them. Um, but uh, yeah, you just have to be careful. Don't cut corners. Fix what needs to be done. Um, oh, and one other little helpful helpful tip is that um, one of my one of my team members is an FHA appraiser, so I kind of get them to come over and look at a property. I don't, you know, I, I usually pay the guy 50 bucks and he'll go through it before I even put the house on the market and he'll go through and look at everything that FHA uh, appraiser is going to look at. So that kind of helps me cut everything off at the, at the at the beginning stages so I know what do I need to fix? Is there concrete that needs to be fixed? Is there paint chipping off or anything that I might not see? Um, they're usually able to take care of for me. So that's one good way to prevent anything from happening, particularly during the appraisal. Um, so... I think that answers all three of our questions. Those were fantastic questions. Again, keep sending those questions in. Facebook, uh, YouTube, call the office, do something. You know, if you have questions, we're here to answer them. That's what I'm here for every single week, and we're uh, we're happy to do that for you. So, thanks for listening to Q and A with Kyle. If you like what you heard and you want to learn more, subscribe to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio Podcast at iTunes or on Stitcher. If you've got that little handy dandy Android advice and. While you're there, leave a five-star rating for me because I like five-star ratings and they're a lot better than three-star ratings, okay? If you want to learn more about Strategic Real Estate Coach and get a free report on 55 simple and powerful ways to find killer real estate investments, go to 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Q&A with Kyle. You were just listening to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next, who you would like us to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success stories in real estate. And maybe we'll talk about it on our next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter. Check out all our awesome free training videos at youtube.com forward slash SREC video. If you want to find out 55 simple and powerful ways to find killer real estate investments, go to 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast right now to download our free report and get a ton of free resources on finding properties and funding properties. And stay up to date on what's happening right now in the real estate industry. That's 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening.